This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com. To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown! Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Slammed to the ground by Budabaker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. One-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcast. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast. Here we go. Connor to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown. Oh, baby. How's that feel? Here's Craig Grealou, Mike Jurecki, and 13-year NFL veteran Drew Stanton. So this is the week many former players, and Drew, you might be in this group, where you wish one of two things. You were born later in life, or maybe you should have played a different position. Like, I don't know. Wide receiver? Because the going rates after Monday just went up. So are you okay with where things stand? It's good for the players. But is. is there some, oh, bittersweet that, you know, I wouldn't mind making $50 million a year like Aaron Rodgers or sign a $20 million signing bonus like reportedly Christian Kirk has just done? Yeah, you're happy for guys like that, especially in the locker room, um, the brotherhood that exists within this league. And I was fortunate enough to scratch it out for as many years as I had. I usually had to wait to the latter part of free agency to get all the big dogs out of the way. And so the, the backup quarterbacks that everybody you know says, oh, it's the best job in the world to be the backup quarterback with the clipboard in your hand. It is until you have to go play, you don't have success, and then contract time comes around and nobody calls. So I was fortunate to not have to go through that, but you see the value of that, of going out and getting Colt back under contract because the continuity again everything that we don't see behind the scenes um, the value add that he brings to this team and really the value add of all of these guys that they made a priority and unfortunately there's only so many guys that you can get under the salary cap and you have to prioritize those so I did think that the Arizona Cardinals did a fantastic job as free agency opened it up of making sure they kept their main thing the main thing now officially the new league year doesn't begin until Wednesday at 1 p.m., but you can sign your own re- your own free agents and then the legal tampering period. That's why you're seeing all this stuff materialize on Monday and so far earlier on Tuesday, but nothing official, MJ, until 1 p.m. on Wednesday, March 16th. Yeah, if you go to the NFL.com uh, Twitter or uh, NFL, I mean, they're – tweeting out agreed to terms i mean <laughs> yeah no legal the, tampering is the, just the, the, the least obnoxious term actual twitter account is tweeting out agreed to terms <laughs> okay i can't wait till tomorrow at one o'clock what we do know right now is as we talk and we'll get into more in depth on some of these but the cardinals have retained five of their own free agents, Zach Ertz, James Conner, Colt McCoy, Michael Dogby, and Dennis Gardeck. According to reports, they have lost Chase Edmonds to the Miami Dolphins, Christian Kirk to the Jacksonville Jaguars, some of the moves as well. But when you look at the five guys that are returning, MJ, in totality, as far as what that means specifically for the offense with tight end running back and a key piece with a backup quarterback in Colt McCoy. Yeah, well, first of all, you you retain two starters, Zach Ertz and James Conner, and then obviously this uh, the relationship with Kyler Murray, so you give Colt McCoy a two-year deal for about 7-5, and Michael Dogby is more of a depth. Dennis Gardeck, we'll see. He, you know, an undrafted free agent signed a three-year deal for $12 million. 
And so, you know, you, you couldn't bring everyone back, and I'm happy for both Christian Kirk and Chase Edmonds. But I, I think besides the two starters and obviously Colt McCoy's role with Kyler, uh, they're just creating some more depth on the roster. 21 unrestricted free agents going into this offseason, Drew, and I think there was a priority you want to retain as many of those that you believe you can build around or are key pieces. And I think we talked a lot about it here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek. Get your seats in a seat when you look at priority, specifically on offense, tight end, running back. And I know you are in this boat, but Colt McCoy, regardless of what he did on the field, his value off the field, but getting that number one playmaker as far as a tight end and a running back in the backfield. Exactly. We talk about those matchups each and every week, and those are the two difference makers because it's hard to isolate that. And when you can control the middle of the field, and we saw the leaps and bounds that this offense was able to make in that facet, you really want to continue to do that. And Zach Ertz showed up midway through the year, did a fantastic job. It was an audition in some sorts, and it's carried over now into extending that relationship. James Conner shows up on a one-year deal, far outplays that deal. Um, but you see not only the value that he brings because you look at running backs and you say, well, we overpaid for a running back. You're paying for a leader. You're paying for a man that's going to show up and do his job each and every day a certain way that people gravitate towards. And that leader that that you're looking for, all of these things tie into that contract. And, and I remember when I was a player, a coach told me one time, the money is a sign of respect. And so you see the respect that these players are getting. They're showing up. They're doing that. You've earned the right then as a player behind the scenes Colt has of showing up each and every day that's a sign of respect they want them back they want to do that and sometimes it just doesn't work out or you're going to get a much larger deal uh, like Christian Kirk was able to go get or Chase Edmonds and you're happy for them because again there's only so many seats at the table but you have to fill in and keep the nucleus as strong as you can each and every year yeah, and, you know, we'll see with the latest on Max Williams, but I, I think, you know, with a uh, healthy Max Williams and obviously what Zach Ertz was able to do last year, they can run a lot more 12 personnel. Two tight ends, you got your blocker, and you got a guy that can maybe be in the slot. Um, they can spread teams out. So I, I anticipate if they get Max Williams back, we're going to see some more 12 personnel. Of course, you have the numbers over the last three years. 11 personnel has been their number one. Number one choice as far as the personnel that they run out there it's been over 50 percent of the time at least it was last season for head coach cliff kingsbury some other moves as well as far as guys that we know are going to be on this roster in 2022 devon Kennard, justin Pugh, both accepting pay cuts to return to the arizona cardinals and then earlier according to reports deandre hopkins restructuring his contracts and getting some money freed up for the Cardinals as far as salary cap space is concerned so they can go out and maybe add some more pieces. They're still looking for a number two wide receiver. They're still looking for an edge rusher, depending on what happens with Chandler Jones, who's still available out there. And then potentially as well, a number one or number two or just another starter as far as cornerback is concerned. So we're a day and a half, and technically nothing really has really been official until one happens on Wednesday with the new league year, but some checks made as far as checking those boxes in the offseason, but still some issues that need to be addressed as well. Well, I mean, uh, it's interesting because you've been pounding the drum about, you know, bring back Chandler Jones. Um, obviously, they want him to test the waters to see where he's at, but it looks like Von Miller could return to the Rams. Um, Randy Gregory was supposed to sign with the Cowboys. Now he's in the Broncos. I know Chandler Jones had interest in, in the Los Angeles Chargers, but they made a trade for Khalil Mack, so that's off the board. So I wonder, now, 
I still think he's going to get paid, but some of these guys are going to start taking one-year deals and bet on themselves. I don't think he has to do that right now. Hassan Redick agreeing to terms with the Philadelphia Eagles, according to reports. Another edge rusher off the board. How how difficult is this period right now, Drew, as far as players? Because the number one, the top tier players outside of Chandler Jones are going to have their phone ringing and get signed, and the other ones just kind of have to sit and wait, and it could be a long wait for some of these players. It could. I mean, you have to know your worth and what your value is, but there is a domino effect, right? Much like I talked about at the lead-in of the show, of being a backup quarterback, you're trying to go out and get those high-priority free agents first, and then you see where it works within the salary cap, the money you have left, how you fit on their board. And, and usually, if your agent's doing their job heading into this time period, there's a range that you're going to look at. But there's also a lot to be said for familiarity. You look at James Conner coming back. He's got James Saxon again. He was with him. He knows that. There's a lot to be said for people with families that want to be able to do that, like Colt. He's coming back into a very similar situation situation where all of those things matter once you get older. Um, I know looking at some of Chandler's comments of saying, hey, I want the freedom to be able to operate and do with him what I want to do. Maybe he's just airing his grievances a little bit. Who knows? But the market sets itself at this time period, and then everything's on the table, and you can make an educated decision from there. So really, it's such an individual basis. And I know from my standpoint, all you need is two teams involved, and then it becomes a bidding war, or some of these guys agree to terms, and you see them pull the plug, and all of a sudden they're going somewhere else because they're shopping that deal so everybody has to play it pretty coy until it opens up um, because you just never truly know but a lot of these guys that are back under contract here is exactly what you're looking for of this illegal tampering period to shop those deals bring them back and then move forward and saying okay we can take that off the board that priority is done that priority is done okay now let's focus to the, the latter part of the draft or, I mean, latter part of the roster, and then focus on the draft and plugging in and feeling good about what that 53 is going to look like. Yeah, I'm sure the fan base wants a nice, new, shiny toy. And obviously, when you make a trade for DeAndre Hopkins and you sign J.J. Watt, I mean, those are big splashes. Really stole the headlines coming out of free agency. But, you know, I, I think as we get closer to the draft, though, it's really deep with edge rushers. And I think he's a plug-and-play guy. It's deep at wide receiver. It's deep at corner. I mean, obviously, you can't you know pick all of the you know the same position. So whatever they don't do in free agency, but there are some options in the draft. And you know, do you want to rely on a number two receiver that's a rookie? What's Rondell Moore's role? You'd like to see them get a veteran number two, uh, but obviously, you're gonna have to wait for the market to dry up. But you know, I think everyone's waiting for a big splash. And again. The, the coaches want to win this year. Steve has to look at the next two or three years when it comes to, like, when Christian Kirk, they knew he was going to the final year of his contract. What they do? They drafted Rondell Moore, very similar to Robert Kemdichie. They were losing Clayus Campbell. They signed, they drafted um, Kemdichie, Olsen Pierre, and uh, Rodney Gunter. So you look ahead as a GM planning for the future. As we broadcast here on this Tuesday, March 15th, the Cardinals have not been associated or reportedly tagged with any players outside of their own free agents. And it goes back to what you were saying, Drew. You look for the known commodity and what the Cardinals know with Zach Ertz, James Conner, Colt McCoy, Michael Dogby, and Dennis Gardeck. Those players returning. Also, Jonathan Ward and Antoine Wesley have been offered their or tendered contracts. Those are both exclusive rights free agents. The Gardeck, before we head to a timeout, the Gardeck signing or agreeing to terms, three years, undrafted free agent. And here he is, Drew, now has his future locked up for the next three seasons. It's a great story for someone that comes from a small school and now all of a sudden has been given a 
giant contract or at least one that he might have never been able to dream about yeah no that is giant i mean that's that's a lot of money either no matter how you look at it but you look at the ability and what he's known for within that locker room and what he brings to the table i mean within this organization and and how dynamic he's been on special teams but also shown up in splash plays and, and rushing the quarterback so you continue to grow that package you continue to have him develop it and again when you prioritize guys like that that do all of the little things really really well they should be rewarded and you want to keep them in house because you've seen it through right you, you got him when he was an undrafted free agent and you've seen the, the maturation process and what she's gone through and it's just going to hopefully continue to be better or when you have a leader on special teams that third phase that we saw in playoff time especially it can make or break you, right? If you're not on the same page, and I'm sure you know the, the Green Bay Packers had sent home because of special teams. So when you have an ace like that, um, guys like Lorenzo Alexander come to mind too, that find that niche and find that role, you can make a very long career out of it because those guys are so valuable. Yeah, we've talked about it. I mean, this, this was their priority, to retain their own free agents first and then dabble to where they got to show up some different positions. But this is the priority. And at the end of the day, they have more intel on these guys than anybody else, so it makes sense. Five players retained, five unrestricted free agents retained, two lost, according to reports. Again, Chase Edmonds and Christian Kirk cannot say enough good things about those two players on and off the field. Subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Listen to your favorite shows at your convenience, like the Dave Pash Podcast, Cardinals Underground, Cardinals Cover 2, The Big Red Rage, and, of course, this show, the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. As we continue here on this Tuesday, Zach Ertz is back. What his potential full season means for the Arizona Cardinals next here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. down on the 47. Drops back to throw. Lobs it far side. Earth with the catch of the 30. Loose to the 20. Far side 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Zach Ertz 47 yards. Becomes the first player ever to have touchdown catches in consecutive games for two different teams. The newest member of the Cardinals may have just put this one out of reach. 23 to 5. Boy, that is a big time explosive play by the newest member of the Arizona Cardinals. 47 yard catch and run for a score against the Houston Texans. Zach Ertz making a dramatic first appearance for the Arizona Cardinals, and it's Something that was needed, certainly after the injury to Max Williams. No injury to Max, and there is no Zach Ertz in a Cardinals uniform. It's as simple as that. But there was a need at the tight end position, and the Cardinals went out and acquired Ertz. And in those 11 games, gentlemen, Zach Ertz tied the franchise single-season record for catches by a tight end and became the first Cardinals tight end since 2003. That's even before Drew, you played with 500-plus receiving yards in a season. And did that, MJ, in just 11 games. Now you wonder what he can do in a full 17 games in this offense. Yeah, and he, he's been a class act. And we got a chance to talk to him after the uh, disappointing loss against the Rams with a handful of players. And, you know, sometimes you get lip service from guys. But I like what he's saying. He said, I, you know, and, and I know there was a game this year when they were in the losing streak where he basically said, listen, I want a Super Bowl with the Eagles. We have a more talented team. We have to come together. So I think he takes more of a leadership role. 
But at the same time, it wasn't lip service. He wanted to be here. Doug Peterson wanted to bring him down to Jacksonville. Obviously, that's a rebuild. Uh, and But, you know, at the end of the day, money talks, but the Cardinals did reward him um, with a nice contract, and he's going to be here for the next three years. I mean, I, I just think he's going to be – once you give him an entire offseason and just chemistry and being a leader in that locker room, it's going to go a long way. And I think it speaks to not only him wanting to be here, Drew, but the fact that he did not wait to see what interest might have been out there. I mean, he agreed to terms on Sunday – ahead of the legal tampering period. Now, whatever goes on behind the scenes, whatever. But the fact that he wanted to be here, Cardinals made it worth his while to be here, but it does speak to even though the season didn't go as well as everyone wanted it to as far as how it finished, there was at least something there that Zach saw and felt that he said, you know what, I'm going to sign on the line that is dotted, and I want to be here for the next three seasons. Well, yeah, you just look again at what they have going here, and this is an exciting time to be a part of the Arizona Cardinals, to have the weather here, to do all of these things, um, to be traded for, and then like it, right? He knew what he was getting into. It wasn't like he was going into something blind and, and being around, you know, the coaching staff and getting a feel for how he mixes in those stats that you said right there. That's a tight end's dream, right? To get the ball that much in only 11 games speaks volumes about how he's going to be a centerpiece of this offense going forward. And a portion of that or a good portion of that was even without DeAndre Hopkins. So you're trying to control the field in every different quadrant that you can. And you look at that and you add this to the mixture, you make it a priority. He knew he wasn't going to be in Philly long-term. They had Dallas Goddard. He was going to be on the move. So to find a place like this, to feel good about a place like this, as a veteran, you know, you say, okay, to your agent, let's go get this number as high as we can. I want to stay here. And that's what it was. That's what it is. And it's fair to both sides. You know, that's, he should be compensated because he's done it at an extremely high level for a long period of time, but still has a lot left in the tank, as we saw last year. Contract agreed to on Sunday, signed on Monday, and Monday afternoon, Zach Ertz meeting the media and asked why he didn't wait and test free agency. When you find a good thing, you don't go looking for something else. They, they made it known that I was a priority from the moment the season ended. And to be in a place that respects you for not only what you do on the field, but off the field as well, the way you approach the game for me is valuable. You can't put a price on that. Um, and so it, it truly is just something that I wanted to be here. And so for me, it was a no-brainer. Also talks about the fact that both general manager Steve Kime and head coach Cliff Kingsbury received contract extensions, extensions, and in Ertz's words, quote, a key cog in his decision to sign and return for the next three seasons. He enjoys playing within the Kingsbury offense. And to that point, Drew, that offense as far as with or without DeAndre Hopkins on the field. Let's hope. Knock on wood. D-Hop is out there all 17 games. How much more open space is that going to allow a tight end, and certainly a tight end of the skill set of Zach Ertz? Yeah, I mean, that's what you want because you can create that mismatch over the middle, and we saw the progression Kyler had. But even to MJ's point, if you can get Max Williams back in there, I, it could look very similar to Peyton Manning's heyday where they stay in that 12 personnel because Dallas Clark has the ability to get in the slot, create those mismatches. You're looking to be able to do that, and then it gives you an advantage in the run game because you can stay in this personnel. You can do a lot of different things and mix and match with those guys. So getting a centerpiece like that is vital. Uh, and getting James Conner, again, of how the, the running back and the tight end complement each other in the pass game within the structure of this offense is huge because if you start getting more people to try to, to dedicate to that, it's only going to open up the one-on-ones. And Kyler did such a tremendous 
tremendous job with that last year. There's leaps and bounds of him saying, this is when I'm going to take my chance one-on-one outside with DeAndre Hopkins. Or, okay, I'm good just playing this chess match right inside because I've got four on three, and my three are really, really good there. And I'll say this. I mean, you know, there's a lot of noise about Kyler Murray and, you know, what's going to transpire. We'll just have to wait and see. But, you know, when you see them retain James Conner and Zach Ertz, and Zach Ertz is – I wouldn't say go out of his way because he's only answering the questions, but he is a big fan of Kyler Murray. I mean, and Kyler said last year, you know, he's open nine out of ten times. I just sometimes have to go through my progressions. But, um, again, this is to me, when you start talking about priorities, uh, between him and Connor, then filling up some depth, um, this is really impressive, and I think he's only going to get better in this system. You brought up Kyler Murray. Ertz on getting more chemistry with the Cardinals franchise quarterback, hopefully with now a full off season. Kyler and I got introduced to each other in the middle of the season. And in the middle of the season, most of those conversations were geared towards football and geared towards the next opponent we were playing, geared towards how we can be better. Um, But I look forward to just continuing to grow as friends. Obviously, I think he's a great friend to me. Um, He's he's, he's someone that I've loved playing with and for the past 11 games. And I think we're just uh, really scratching the surface with our chemistry level on the football field. Um, and so I'm excited to see where that goes in year two. 11 games for Ertz last season with the Cardinals, and in those 11 games we gave you the numbers, but he was also the third most targeted pass catcher as well. 81 targets in those 11 games. He became, I wouldn't say the safety net with Hop on the field, but he certainly was the number one choice of Kyler without DeAndre Hopkins on the football field. So, you can see him as a tight end, Drew, and also maybe a little bit more as a wide receiver because he is that type of tight end that does stand up in the slot, whether it's on the left side or the right side. Yeah, he's extremely savvy, right? He understands how to get open. He understands the nuances of playing the game and being able to do it and find space. He understands when to sit in zone. Like You just watch the feel in which he plays the game with. And again, to be able to pick the offense up as he got here and hit the ground running the the touchdown that we heard about on the way in from Dave Pasha you see that that's not by mistake uh, the the level of professionalism that he has how he approaches it and look he's again he is a leader he's won a championship he knows what it looks like and getting as many of those guys in the building keeping them in the building especially surrounding them around a rookie quarterback right or not a rookie quarterback a quarterback on his rookie deal as Steve Kim talked about you can take these uh, luxuries right now because you're going out and you're getting guys and, and it is a learning process each and every year you should be able to, to look back and say okay this is the direction that we want ahead and we need to do it together and when everybody's pulling in the same direction um you can learn from one another, and there's a lot to be learned from Zach Ertz. His ability to find open space, MJ, is impressive, and he even made a comment when he addressed the media on Monday about he didn't think that this offense has had a tight end like him for a full season, and that's very true. Now it's just a matter of, all right, what's it going to look like? Yeah, I mean, we'd have to go back, but since they moved here, I know they had Jay Novacek and some others, Robert Awal, but I think on paper, it's just more of a pass-catching tight end versus a blocker. So, sky's the limit for for a guy like Zach Ertz in this offense. And again, the Cardinals last season, at least one tight end on the football field, 56% of the offensive snaps, according to sharpfootballstats.com. Catch up on past episodes of the Dave Pash podcast via your preferred podcast provider. Get the latest updates via Twitter at PashPod. We've hit halftime here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek. Get your seats in a seat on the other side or the other 
priority in the offseason. James Conner is back. We'll touch on that next here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Run play to the left for Connor to the 45, drags defenders down to the 42. Gain of nine for James Connor off the left side. David, do you hear that muffled beat right now? That is the telltale heart of the Cleveland Browns, and it's beating faintly. Shotgun snap to Murray, give to Connor again off left side. He's got a crease at the 30, down to the 25, and tackled at the 24. 15 carries. 16 yards, and they're pulling the hearts out of the Cleveland Browns now. Inside seven minutes to go, leading 30 to 14. It's a run play up the middle, inside the 20. And Connor keeps the feet moving, and he gets a first down inside the 15 to the 14. They cannot tackle James Connor. Maybe they don't want to. Oh, my goodness. James Connor. He's running the ball like he's judged Dredd out here, David. Certainly ruled and found the Cleveland Browns to be guilty. <laughs> he's hammering them. 16 carries, 77 rushing yards for James Conner in that 37-14 win in Cleveland. And you'll be able to hear Dave Pash and Ron Wolfley discuss James Conner hammering opposing defenses, not only this season, but the next three seasons as James Conner has agreed to terms to return. Running back number one, if you will. Yes, Chase Edmonds is gone. Going to the Miami Dolphins, it was going to be hard to retain both, but at least for me, Drew, it was if you had to choose one or the other, and it says nothing against who you do not choose, I'm leaning more towards James Conner because of his not only ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, but just the toughness that he showed and able to get those tough, hard yards, whether on third and short and certainly near the goal line. Yeah, I mean, take position out of it. He would have been my number one priority, period. I mean, of guys that I want to re-sign that I saw throughout the course of this season that were leaders, that were, you know, guys that you want to build around, James Conner proved as much as anything. He he came here on a one-year deal and gave everything he had to this organization each and every week. And so those are the guys that you want to be around. Again, all of these names are great. I think Zach Ertz is huge to be able to get him. Colt getting back. All these guys that are under contract, James Conner would have been my number one priority. And they went out there and they made it happen. And so Losing a guy like Chase is difficult because he was a draft pick. Losing a guy like Christian Kirk, difficult because he's a draft pick. Guys that you want to see and keep around. But again, to be able to get a taste of what James Conner brings to close out games, to be able to get in your face, to have that mentality, it's it's instrumental because for this team to reach the heights that they want to, you need as many of those guys around as possible. Going back to that Browns game, that was the Spencer Whipple game. And Kyler Murray, 20-30, 229 yards, four touchdowns. Hop had a couple, Kirk had one, and then A.J. Green. So that's why I think Kyler was improvising a little bit and then coming to the sidelines, uh, obviously getting a chance to talk to Colt. But that was a, that was an impressive performance considering the Browns were kind of kind of reeling at that point and they put their foot on him. Yeah, well, you look to it at the amount of success this team had early on for the first portion of the season. It was because of the ground game. It was the commitment to that run game. And for whatever reason, there wasn't the same success in the latter half of the season. But the guy that was producing all of those run games, because Chase was out for some of that, was James Conner. And he was the lead dog. Now, he's excited to have some of these young guys and give them more opportunity and you fill the roster in where you can. But James is going to be out there and everybody was shocked to see his catching radius and ability and all of these things. He's at a, a 
dynamic back that fits in this system better than anybody could have ever predicted. The catching ability of one James Conner, something that I don't think people talked enough about unless you were at training camp and were able to watch him, but the game in Chicago, the one-handed grab in the bad weather, and all of a sudden it was another dimension to where you didn't need to say, all right, James is going to be our running running back, and then Chase Edmonds is going to be our pass-catching running back. You saw, you found one guy to do both, and it did open things up offensively. Yeah, no, it, it, it completely did, and when you can leave that on the field, you see what an asset it is, and that's why he was rewarded and compensated accordingly because he can do all of those things. He is a three-down back and, and being able to play in this offense, and he knows it. That's why he wanted to probably sign this deal as quickly as possible. He didn't have to go shop this deal. Um, I, I think another portion of that is his training regimen. You look at being able to be on grass, to play on natural grass, working out with Buddy Morris. All of these things play into that. The training staff that's in place here. There's so many things that I, I think as a veteran player that you look at the bigger picture of it and so it's extremely fortunate to be able to get this deal done before free agency comes about because had he hit the open market there would have been a lot of people coming yeah and and one thing you know about Connor is you know it's just the the physicality and the awareness and you could see guys really appreciate him when he comes to the sidelines like when you when you play that balls to the wall and that physical guys look at it and say, wow, this guy's he's playing 100%, and I'm only playing 80%, so to speak. So I, just, I think it's more than what just he does um, on the field. It's what he does in practice. He's always practicing. And and I think he could be the bell cow in this offense. I mean, I, I clearly you don't want to run him in the ground because he was dealing with some rib injuries towards the end of the year. But, you know, 18 to 20 carries and maybe five to seven targets in the passing game, and that when you get to that magic number of running the ball 30 times, you're probably going to win the majority of the game. Yeah over 200 rushing attempts last season 202 to be exact you think that could go up to 250 275 or even hit that 300 yard mark or 300 mark no i mean again if you if you get a lead in the game clearly i'm kind of intrigued with the wild card is a jalen samuels he's got 45 starts he's look six feet about 205 um, he was a futures uh, contract, so we'll see. I think he's the wild card, but you also have Jonathan Ward and Eno Benjamin. But I think, you know, if you get that lead in the fourth quarter, I don't think you have to use him if you got a two possession or a three possession uh, lead. Be interesting to see what they do now in that running back room with four guys, whether they add someone, a veteran, or perhaps draft someone. But we're waiting to see what Eno Benjamin potentially could do more of. We've seen glimpses certainly in the running game and also his ability to catch the ball. Jonathan Ward, special teams guy more than running, but certainly someone that has flashed at times when given the opportunity. Does it become natural, Drew, just to have one of those two or maybe both just step up and go from you know third, fourth guy to maybe two, three? Yeah, they need to make that jump if they're going to be able to be on this roster. You know, this is a competitive roster that's a championship type of a roster. But again, my belief is you draft a running back each and every year because you find that diamond in the rough fifth, sixth round, maybe undrafted free agent. Who knows? But you can also be an asset to the team, like you said with Jonathan Ward, of playing special teams, being able to contribute that way. It's so important because you're so limited on who you can get to the game, and you want to be able to make sure that, A, you have a very good backup running back, but also a guy that can mix and match and do some different things for you. So it's very intriguing with the different things these guys bring to the table, but maybe there's somebody in the draft that just falls in your lap and say, okay, like we're willing to take a chance on this here, and you may be able to have lightning strike at, at that point as well. Do you th- When you look at Eno Benjamin, and we know that he trucked uh, Drake or Patrick, <laughs> 
Um, but I also think he's gotten better in pass protection. Do you think he has a similar skill set to Chase Edmonds? Similar some way. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, of comparing players. I think he does a lot of things well. And I think if we're completely honest from the rumblings of what I heard, it took him a while to kind of get in shape and to show what he yes. was able to do. You know, it's, it's difficult being a rookie and, you know, especially as a running back, learning protections is extremely difficult. You've got to be able to see the bigger picture and things happen very fast. And it's not necessarily even diagnosing it. Then It's then going out and physically performing what you need to execute. So he has the skill set that would lead you to believe, yes, he could be a great third down back. He's powerful. He has all those things. He catches the ball well. People are very familiar with him since he's local here from Arizona State. So he will get every opportunity, I would think. And I would first start and look within. Maybe those two guys can step up and you give them the opportunities. I'm sure when they step on the grass, even if they draft somebody, they're going to get opportunities. That's the beauty of training camp, right, of having these preseason games, but also training camp. There's only so many running backs, and there's a huge emphasis on running the football. And if somebody gets hurt or something gets tweaked or something like that, those guys, all of a sudden, they move up quick, and they better be ready to roll. Size-wise, Eno and Chase very similar. Eno Benjamin, 5'9", 207. Chase Edmonds, 5'9", 205. And I do think we saw enough out of Eno Benjamin last season, 34 carries, 6 catches. So did not play a lot of offense, but someone I think maybe has a bigger role here in 2022. And we know, Drew, that this team, when it's rolling offensively, needs to be able to run the football. Maybe not so much in total yards, but at the rushing attempts and the stats that I know MJ likes. Last season, 9-0 and when this team had 30 or more rushing attempts in a game. Yeah, it lets you know you're controlling the clock, but also at that point, what's the you know the average per attempt as well? That's what I, I would lean on because depending on the flow of the game, your quick pass game can lead up, you know, take some of that and alleviate some of that for you. But those attempts are huge, and that stretch that he was, you know, that Chase Edmonds was out, James was carrying the workload big time. Why they didn't they give more to Eno? We don't know. Maybe he wasn't comfortable. Maybe they weren't comfortable. But all that will be answered now because exit Chase Edmonds insert Eno Benjamin, Jonathan Ward, and then, you know, anybody else that gets added to that mixture. A running back room and the, and how that's structured is very important because there is some attrition that's going to go on throughout the course of the year there. Tenth best rushing offense last season. 22nd best as far as yards per attempt. 4.2, which, not too bad. It's been above five in years previously. But 4.2 with James Conner leading the charge, and we'll see what happens come the rest of free agency and, of course, the draft as well. Check out Season 1 of Cardinals Folktales on your official YouTube channel, youtube.com slash azcardinals. Get the story behind the stories from several remarkable moments in Cardinals history. That's Cardinals Folktales, available at youtube.com slash azcardinals. Original audio podcast also available by searching Cardinals Folktales wherever you get your podcasts. As we continue here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek, get your seats in a seat. Colt McCoy is back. Didn't play a lot, but when he did, he was very, very successful. This is the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Snap to McCoy, straight drop back, looking left all the way, now dumps it off across the middle to Connor, caught at the 15, breaks the tackle, 20-25, gets the first down. Boy, Cole McCoy looked left the entire time, and at the last second, shifted his eyes to the right. Connor to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown. Cole McCoy, the cool veteran, went ahead. 
bought himself a little bit of time that split second. McCoy takes the snap, pump fake to the right, throws over the middle, it's caught inside the 10-yard line by Ertz, down to the 5. Perfectly executed, great read by Colt McCoy. Gorgeous toss by Colt McCoy. Oh, that is a greasy throw by Colt McCoy right there. Spin that pig, Colt. Shotgun snap to McCoy, balls loose on the ground, he picks it up, throws over the middle, and it's caught for a touchdown by Ertz. How about Colt McCoy picking up a loose ball on the turf and throwing a pass over the middle for a big touchdown here. Before we ask Drew Stanton about his comments about Colt McCoy coming back, I got to ask this. Have you ever thrown a greasy pig, Drew? <laughs> Hopefully not. I don't think I have. <laughs> the wordsmith, that is Ron Wolfley. Colt McCoy, 2-1 and one as a starter. More impressed by what he did filling in for Kyler Murray, Drew, or the fact that he was that sounding board off the field, on the sidelines, in the classroom for Kyler Murray? Uh, it's all about winning football games. That's how you, you do it, and especially two division opponents, two division opponents on the road, I believe, wasn't yes. it? So, I mean, you look at that, and that's how we're measured as backup quarterbacks to the outside world and the perception of that, which is which is important because that matters of keeping a fan base alive, keeping people engaged. Um, you know, injuries happen. So for Colt to be able to do that, kind of betting on himself again, a one-year deal, a minimum deal, I believe. So for him to be able to be rewarded by this organization and say, hey, we're putting our faith in you is huge because you want to keep that continuity with Kyler. You want to make sure that everybody is pulling in the same direction to make sure that your franchise quarterback is growing each and every year. And that growth came because Colt was a part of that. And keeping that continuity in the quarterback room, much like when I was here with Carson, that matters because you don't have as many moving pieces. You don't have to worry about you know, earning trust and earning respect of the guy. There is an open line of communication on how you watch film, how you do stuff together, um, how you work out together. All of those little things, and it just keeps heading in the right direction, and everybody is pulling along together. So to have Colt back, I think, is, is instrumental for not only this organization, but for Kyler. And I'm sure at some point, Kyler probably made a phone call to people and the powers that may be and said, you can't let him get away. Because I know that's how I would have been if I was in his situation. And so now you see what Colt is able to do, sign a two-year deal. Um, you know, it's really a one-year deal, but <laughs> with the guaranteed money. Aren't they all? Yeah, they all are because <laughs> once the guaranteed money has gone, it's all, open, it's all open game. But great for Colt to be able to do that again, to be able to come back here. And just knowing of what that looks like, that calming force. I think there's not enough teams that place emphasis on that quarterback room, on that backup quarterback. They say, oh, well, you know, we'll get away with paying this guy minimum. And then all of a sudden that guy that's on a minimum deal doesn't feel appreciated. He doesn't know if he's going to be there because it's on a one-year deal. All of those things play into it. His comfort level is going to grow. What he's able to do within this organization and the reach that he has, not only to Kyler, but to Cliff Kingsbury, you know, to, to everybody he is just more comfortable because of the year experience that he had within this system. I could tell you this, um, you know, once the deal got done, there was a lot of excitement in the building, including, you know, guys that he basically coaches with and or plays under, you know, Cam Turner, and then obviously you look at Cliff Kingsbury. So, um, and you go back to Colt McCoy in that 49ers game, and we talk about Connor. I loved how he baited those guys, and he got that screen game going, and he – I mean, really impressive to go on the road against two division opponents and get the victory. Obviously, the Panthers game kind of got out of hand real quick. Completed almost 75% of his pass attempts in those three starts, filling in for Kyler Murray. And yes, you don't 
expect the backup quarterback to come along and play six, seven games, but if you just need him for a couple of games, and that's what Colt McCoy was able to do. I thought it was a huge move last offseason to get that veteran backup, and even bigger this offseason to retain that veteran backup behind Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy this season on his relationship with Kyler Murray and just the overall need for a strong quarterback room. I understand the importance of having a good QB room, Yep. right? And the starter knowing that, like, hey, this guy's going to see it. He's going to help me. He's going to be supportive. He's going to be an extension of kind of like what I see and how I talk to and communicate to the coaches, to the receivers. And that this, it's just been it's been productive. I love having Colt around. Um, a guy that's, you know, he's played a lot of football. I watched him growing up, so I know what type of caliber player he is. Um, I know he obviously has a great, you know, IQ and understanding for the game. So a guy that can, you know, see what I don't see and tell me, you know, uh, give me little things here and there. Um, just having him in the room, great dude on and off the field uh, for me. Colt McCoy with Dave Pash on the Dave Pash podcast at the end of the season. And then you heard Kyler Murray talking about the relationship that he has with another Texas legend as far as quarterback is concerned, Colt McCoy. Well, that was impressive that he says that he helps him. You know, obviously when it comes to watching film, a lot of times it's, hey, you know, we, we have this great relationship, keep it in-house. But that that's that was interesting to where – we hear and now you hear from Kyler Murray, and it makes total sense why they brought him back. And because we've got Drew Stanton this week here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek, get your seats in a seats. It would have been interesting to get your real-time reaction. It was a week ago that the news broke that Russell Wilson was headed to the Denver Broncos, but there's been a lot of quarterback news, Drew. One, your thoughts on Wilson leaving the NFC West, and then Tom Brady former teammate coming back <laughs> after a 40-day retirement. You like that, former teammate. Yeah, hey, exactly. It yeah. doesn't matter how long, you're still a former teammate. He was, re- he was retired shorter than we were teammates, <laughs> though. So, you know, I, I, I think that there's some merit there now that we can go off of that. Uh, I think the writing was on the wall for Russell Wilson. He wanted out. He made it known he wanted out. He's looking for that Cinderella story similar to Matthew Stafford, and, and they kind of run his course, whether it was going to be Pete or him or both of them. You know, they had to, to change direction. Um, everybody can take a, a collective deep breath right now in the NFC West because Bobby Wagner is gone. I know that he hit me as hard as I've ever been hit in my life. So if I was still part of this, I would feel good about it because Bobby's still playing at a high level. And you talk about a leader of men, and Bobby does all of those things. He encompasses everything you want as far as a Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame, middle linebacker that can carry the load. So those are two huge voids the Seahawks are going to have to fill. And as Cardinals fans around here, everybody should be happy to see that. Tom Brady's retirement, I, I, I'm still at a loss for words of it, to be honest with you. I mean... Who knows what he was thinking? It's always hard to walk away. Um, and, and so maybe he felt like a piece of him wasn't really ready to fully give up and uh, headed into free agency, wanted to let the team know so they could build accordingly around that. And whether he was trying to play stuff or do stuff, it's all it's all speculation from our end, right? And that's what a lot of this is about. But if Tom still felt like he had enough left in the tank to go out there and the desire to be great, then, then so be it. Um, you know, you hope it ends in success for him. Uh, but except when he plays us coming up in uh, during the season, yeah, I mean, I, I don't care. He can, he, yeah, it doesn't affect me anymore. But again, that continuity portion of it, right? It's not like he's going to a new team or he's doing anything differently. He's stepping back into the same offense. He's stepping back into the exact same situation. His kids, uh, his wife, all of those things um, probably had to be on board because once football's away. Um, you know, you, you want to be able to make sure that you're making the decisions based on what's best for your family. And he said that initially. 
initially. So hopefully he got their blessing, because if not, it's going to be uh, pretty quiet dinners in the Brady household. Speaking of the NFC, but Andrew Whitworth announced his retirement. 16 years, probably a Hall of Famer. He won the Can Walter. we get? his teammate Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald to retire as well. Can they go out together on top? I mean, that's, that's what I really want to see. I mean, this guy played at a high level considering he's four, I think he spent 11 years in Cincy and then five with the Rams. I mean, 40 years old and he wins the Walter Payton. So I don't know if you can write off the, like the sunset what he's doing right now. The Cardinals again, busy so far in this legal tampering period, retaining five of their own unrestricted free agents, or I should say four. Michael Dogby was a restricted free agent, but there is still work to be done. In our final moments here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report, presented by SeatGeek, get your seats in a seat. MJ, what do you want to see the Cardinals do now or a position to address? Well, I mean, pass rusher, uh, but again, they're not growing on trees and it's going to cost you a penny, and maybe they look at the draft. Uh, obviously, you're relying on a rookie, but Wide receiver or corner, uh, maybe a defensive uh, lineman tackle to go with J.J. Watt and everyone else. So, I mean, there's there's some needs, and what they don't do here, they'll address in the draft. What about you, Drew? Offensive lineman. Offensive lineman and playmakers. I, I think that, you know, how guys fit in there and what you can do, right, you need somebody to help take the heat off of DeAndre, and, and the easiest way to do that is protecting Kyler, so giving him some time. So I, I would look to solidify that middle portion. We know Rodney's back, but go, tr- go try to find some guards to help who cares about defense, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Score more points, you win. <laughs> Special thanks behind the scenes, our senior broadcast manager and producer, Jim Omohundro, technical director, Cody Fincher, for Drew Stanton and Mike Jarecki. I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you in one week's time. What other moves have the Cardinals made in just six more days? We'll talk about it next on next week's edition of the Cardinals Red Sea Report right here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. 15-10-5, touchdown, Zach Ertz. Buda Baker with the sack, stripped the ball. Murray's going to score, touchdown. Oh, baby. The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app. Touchdown, Cardinals win. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals football club. Oh.